Welcome to the TLC Asks podcast, where we ask important questions about post-secondary education in an effort to identify key issues. In this space, we aim to dive into a variety of pedagogical topics. Above all, we hope to provide you with some food for thought as you navigate the ever-changing world of education. We respectfully acknowledge that the University of the Fraser Valley is situated on the traditional territory of the Stolo Nation, the people of the river. We offer our gratitude to the Stolo people and the land for their collective teachings and wisdom. Wherever you are listening from today, we encourage you to take a moment to honor the traditional territory on which you reside. Well, today's episode is all about gamification. Our guest, Jeremiah Grabowski, serves as the inaugural Dean of Online Learning at Duville University. Jeremiah holds a PhD in Curriculum, Instruction, and the Science of Learning from the University at Buffalo. His background is in instructional design, online education, gamification, educational technology, and faculty development. Jeremiah's research examines how faculty can integrate gamification into the design of online courses. At DUville, his primary responsibility is to expand the university's academic mission through high-quality online learning. With this initiative, he has launched 16 new online programs under his tenure, including the nation's first three-year online PharmD. In addition to his duties at DUville, he has held adjunct faculty roles at several institutions, including the University at Buffalo and Trocare College, teaching courses in online pedagogy and instructional design. Well, Jeremiah, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you, Catherine. I'm really excited to be here and talk about gamification. Great, let's get to it. My first question for you, before we get into discussing your article on gamification, I want to know what first interested you in using gamification within post-secondary education, and what are some of the successes you've had with it? That's a great question. Um, So it really kind of stems from just... At the beginning of my career, I started out uh, in an instructional design role, uh, you know, working uh, with faculty, uh, starting up online programs and therefore designing online courses. And, you know, through that process, uh, you know, I taught a little bit both in the classroom, hybrid classes online. And um, I, I think most faculty do this, right? You start naturally experimenting, you know, after you've taught the course a, a couple times. Um, and, you know, I'm always the type of person that's making tweaks and trying to make things a little bit more engaging uh, for the students. And, and that's kind of how it started. And then I um, began a doctoral program. And uh, once I started to dive into the research, uh, that's when I really got hooked. Um, I, I kind of, I don't know, a light bulb went off and I, I saw like what I thought was the power of gamification and uh, especially online education, because typically, you know, I, I mean, this was, back a couple of years, but I still think there's a stigma around online education where it's like a second class or, you know, I've heard students be like, oh, that online class sucks, you know, <laughs> not to, you know, uh, be too blunt, but, you know, that, that is out there. And, um, yeah, I knew that wasn't the case, right? Uh, you know, I knew what I was doing, I knew what, fac- you know, my faculty were doing. Um, so I started pulling on this gamification thread to make online courses, you know, more engaging, um, so, so that's really kind of uh, what started me on the path. Um, you, you asked a little bit about success and just anecdotally, I think um, just the feedback from the students, right? Um, I mean, that's why we, you know, we teach and uh, just having students in my online courses asking me, oh, when are, you know, what's the next class you're teaching? Or, you know, I want to take more classes. Can you be my advisor? And I had to be like, 
you know, I'm just adjuncting, right? Like <laughs> I'm not a full-time faculty, but you know, they're like, oh my God, this is the, the best online class you know, I've taken. And uh, you know, they're like, could I steal your material? And I was like, sure, you know, go ahead. Um, so it was just a lot of that anecdotal uh, experience that I knew it was working. Awesome. It's so good to hear. Um, and it's, it's definitely an area that has a lot of room for growth. In your article, Integration of Gamification into Course Design, a Noble Endeavor with Potential Pitfalls, you mentioned instructors borrow from game design by allowing students the freedom to fail. Can you explain how elements of gamification can achieve this? Yeah, absolutely. Um, first, I'll just preface by saying, like, I, I think students really need that space to be able to stumble and, and fail and learn from their mistakes with, without consequences. I mean, it's a, it's a natural part of learning and, you know, everybody loves like startup culture in Silicon Valley. Well, one of their mottos is fail fast so you can learn from it. Right. But sometimes in, in education, especially, you know, higher education, um, we lose sight of that and, and that, you know, students need a little bit of that space. They need that space for both, you know, practicing without consequences and having formal assessments that are tied to grades, right? It, it, it's a balance. Um, so I'll, I'll give kind of one example from uh, our university. So um, uh, I work at Juville University and we're really uh, well known for our healthcare and especially our interprofessional education. Uh, so our, our faculty are really invested in uh, simulation, uh, you know, tied to that. So I, I think a lot of people know of simulation, but um, it is one type of you know, gamification, if, if you will. Um, and the way that we do it is um, we bring all of our healthcare students together. So, uh, we, you know, our PT students, OT, dietetics, pharmacy students, you know, what, what have you. Um, and, and they're all uh, in one room and they're working together on the same case study. So they're learning uh, empathy for like what the other professions do. Uh, they're learning about their roles, all in this live simulation uh, with trained actors. So uh, they may come into a situation where um, a trained actor is, uh, just had a hip replacement, you know, for example. Um, and, and they go in and they meet before, uh, they discuss the case and then they go through it with the, you know, the trained actor. And then, uh, after, uh, the simulation, it's all recorded, which is really nice. We have, you know, all the cameras set up and then they go in and debrief, um, and they can talk about, you know, what they learned. Again, it's a, a very safe space. None of this is tied to grades. Um, but when you're thinking about that soft skill that, you know, they're learning in the classroom all the didactic information, but it's that patient care and that soft skill that, you know, it, it's harder to, to get. Um, and, and I'll never forget, I was watching one of these and um, one of our uh, PT faculty members afterwards, we were just chatting and uh, she gave an example of um, one of the skills that's, that's really hard for the students to, um, to even approach is one of the simulations um, had baked in it. Uh, the actor was um, giving signs that, you know, maybe they were um, warning signs of like they may take their own life, right? And and in the class, that's something that they talk about, right? Like looking for these warning signs and and everything like that. So so the students, you know, talked about it in class. They read about it. You know, they did everything in class through the week. And then when they got to the simulation, um, I think it was like forty students went through all this, you know, simulation. Not one of them said anything when they the actor, you know, uh, talked about this. And then, you know, they, they debriefed and um, it was, you know, in the, the debrief that, you know, a faculty member asked, you know, was there anything you guys missed? And, um, you know, they 
some of them did say yes, but they felt uncomfortable, right? Like this isn't normal conversation. So they, they talked about it and, and through that debrief, then when they went back into the simulation and they did it again, they gained more confidence, right? And, and that's something that, you know, again, it's, it might not show up on a test, but, you know, these people are going into the workplace and these are the type of situations that they're going to have to deal with. So I think that's a, a really good example of, you know, allowing that um, freedom to fail, uh, you know, for students and, and helps with their growth. And the word simulation almost takes the risk out of it because it's meant to be a practice run, a simulation of real life. So, yeah, that makes sense that they can have that that space to to fail and to to almost play with their skills, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's even, I don't remember it, but there's like a a sign on the wall and it's like the 10 commandments of simulation. And, and, you know, one of them is, you know, it's not tied to a grade, this is a safe place. Um, You know, there's no judgment. We're all here to learn together, those sorts of things. So it's a a great environment for those students. I'm going to now some of the pitfalls of gamification that you mentioned in your article, and I'll list them. Uh, One of them is students need to connect to their subject matter, retain it and apply it. Uh, Gamification may take time away from the time it takes to reflect on learning. Students who have learned to play the game of school may find it hard to invest time into learning new rules in order to achieve high marks. Uh, And publicizing student progress on a scoreboard or a leaderboard can diminish student progress. How have you personally dealt with some of these pitfalls in the past? Um, yeah, there's certainly pitfalls when you, you know, comes to trying gamification. I think that's where, uh, you know, maybe some, uh, some faculty try it out or they hear it, it's a buzzword. Um, and, they, and sometimes people think it's going to be a silver bullet and, and solve everyone's problem, right? Oh, we're just going to gamify everything and then, you know, all will be right with the world. And <laughs> like education is complex, right? Like life's complex. It's, it's multifactorial. Um, you know, there's, it's rarely anything in life, like one factor is going to make a huge change. So um, one of the things that I advocate for uh, to avoid some of these pitfalls is two things. Like the, the first one is just to start really small. Uh, you know, sometimes you know, people are really excited and, and you want to harness that energy and they're like, I'm going to redo my entire course. And I'm like, yeah, like, let's just start with one lesson or, or topic or module um, be, because you're going to learn a lot just through that, you know, that pilot run. Right. Um, and, and sometimes, uh, you know, people ask like, well, what should I gamify? And um, uh, one of my uh, faculty uh, gave me this idea. So I'm going to talk about it. Um, and he said that he likes to, you know, gamify the topics that are really boring and that he hates to teach. <laughs> um, and, and I don't know if it's like, and it kind of makes sense. And I don't know if it's makes sense to me because like, well, it can't be any worse, right? It's already dry and boring and, you know, like you don't like it, the students don't like it. So, you know, why not uh, get, give it a shot, right? Uh, you can't, you can like do no harm, right? Um, so, so I would, I would uh, tell people to start small again with one lesson. And then the second thing is, um, and this is going to be like a shout out to uh, faculty to work with, like learning uh, designers, you know, such as yourself, or if you have instructional designers, even, you know, colleagues that might be interested in it, because um, I think what you really have to do, even before you gamify something, is you have to make sure that there's that basic alignment between like, you know, the learning objectives, the course objectives, you know, the assessment, and then the, the teaching uh, and, and the lesson. Um you know, I, I think if, you know, those pieces aren't in place, any 
gamified elements that you're going to put on top of it are going to fall flat because the students aren't going to see that connection, right? Students are really smart. They're savvy. They'll, they'll know that you're just throwing something out there because it's sparkly and, and, and that's not going to help anyone, right? Because now they've had a bad experience. So, um, I probably spend most of the time in like the design phase of talking about how we're going to gamify stuff. Um, even before we actually go ahead and, and do it. Um, so that those would be like kind of my two quick takeaways in terms of avoiding those pitfalls. One is starting small and then two, um, again, work with a, a colleague or, you know, a learning designer, instructional designer, uh, where you can kind of bounce up ideas off each other and really just talk about that design portion at the beginning. So you kind of touched on this, but how would you take learning design outcomes and decide what would best be learned using gamified content? Yeah. Uh, so, so this is fun. Um, to me, like, this is the fun part. It's, you know, it's kind of messy and, and I enjoy it. I, I like the back and forth again. So if you have a, a colleague or a peer or somebody that you can work with, um, you know, there's going to be some trial and error again, just talking through some things, but, uh, I, I think it's helpful. Um, so, so I'll talk about what I do in a workshop, um, for some of our graduate students who want to move into teaching. Uh, I do a, a lesson on, on gamification and, um, and before the lesson, I, I give the students uh, just some handouts and I can certainly share it with you and, and your audience. Um, and it basically just has, you know, here are some game uh, gamification elements and how you might incorporate them into the, education. So they, they prep on that, they, they, you know, kind of review that. And then uh, we get into the, the classroom and I break them up into groups. And then I have each of the groups um, pick a topic that they might want to teach about. So uh, again, we're really healthcare focused. So maybe one group does heart disease and another group chooses diabetes and you know, so on and so forth. So all, all the groups kind of have their, their topic uh, and they know they're going to have to come up with you know, gamified examples. Um, and, and then uh, there's a, a website, uh, I think it's called Wheel Decide, like wheel, you know, the, the round thing, uh, Wheel Decide. And, in there, I, I put in all those um, gamification elements. So it's like, a, it's a big spinner, essentially. So I, I spin it, so it's a random drawing, and then, you know, say um, badges comes up as a, an element. So what the students have to do then is um, they have, uh, I think it's like three minutes in their group to come up and brainstorm with as many um, gamified examples using, you know, badges and, you know, their group is heart disease or, or whatever. And then I, I have a timer and I say go, and then they, they just have to go. Um, and, you know, I do this because it has a lot of those game elements in it, right? Like the, the random choice, the timer, uh, you know, I play music in the room, like a, uh, like a countdown type of sound. So there's, you know, some audio going through it. Um, but what it does is it, it kind of just makes them throw out ideas really, really quickly. And then, and you'd be surprised, like they, I ask them, how many do you think, you know, we're going to come up with in, in this, you know, one hour session. And I don't know, maybe you might say like, oh, 20. And by the time it's over, we got like 50 or 60 ideas. Now they might not all be good ideas, but it, you know, the fact of the matter is now you've got, you know, 60 ideas, you've done this big brainstorming um, exercise. And now you can start to hone in on, you know, what you, you know, might want, you know, what was good and, and try to uh, flesh it out a little bit more. So, um, yeah, there, I don't have like a prescribed, uh, way, you know, to, uh, to think about that. Um, but that's just one way I, I go about it where, again, it's a big brainstorming session to start with, again, with some peers, uh, and, and then kind of going through there. But 
you know, if, if we were to take that a step further, then I'd have them choose like the ones they really liked. And then, like I said before, uh, you know, talking about that alignment, you know, making sure, okay, here's, here's my learning objective for this module, you know, what's my assessment going to look like, and then try to incorporate that, um, those gamified elements. So it's, it's kind of messy. <laughs> Well, we would love the resources, and I'll share them with the listeners, if you don't mind. Oh, certainly. Yeah. Um, but I think what you said kind of speaks to, yeah, there's no, it's kind of a, you know, even when you plan your course, it's a little bit messy, um, and you kind of have to think through all the parts. But I think some people hear the word gamification, and they get scared because they might not understand what some of the gamified elements are, and they don't need to be really big or scary. Um, if you understand what some um, gamification elements are, then you can take those and infuse them in your course. Um, it doesn't have to change everything, right? Personally, I think uh, a lot of gamified elements are just also good teaching. <laughs> you know, yeah. you think of a lot of game elements like, uh, you know, levels and, uh, you know, points, scaffolding, feedback loops, you know, that, like, that's just education, right? So, you know, kind of seeing where that overlap is. And, and again, there's a, a lot of overlap. So yeah, I would um, encourage anyone, uh, don't get you know too intimidated um, because I think what you'll find is a lot of things that someone might say is gamified is really just good teaching. Okay. So maybe I will list for listeners to have a, maybe a list of gamified elements in courses that they could incorporate. So you, you touched on this already, but what is what are some of your favorite gamified activities to incorporate in your courses? Um, yeah, so I, I think this will kind of speak to that. It doesn't have to be, um, you know, this huge undertaking to incorporate a couple of gamified elements. So um, the example I'll give is an online course that I've taught in the past. And usually when I, I teach online, um, I like to bring the students into groups. Um, you know, uh, one of my thoughts is, you can't really build community necessarily with 25 people in an online course, right? Like not everyone's going to know each other, but if they're in semester long groups, uh, they do form that community with like that four or five students. So, you know, I want them to kind of, again, build some kind of sense of community over the course of the semester. So that's something I, I, I do a lot. Um, and then, uh, so I, I kind of get them in groups at the beginning of the semester. And then I slowly scaffold some of these group interactions every week. Uh, so they get used to working together. So, you know, it's really low stakes the first week or two. It's, you know, just finding a common meeting time and, you know, doing some, uh, you know, low stakes uh, group work the first couple of weeks and they, they get to know each other. Um, and then what I like to do is, you know, maybe week four or five kind of give them some real world um, role playing problems to solve. Um, so I, I taught a graduate course. Uh, I think the title is something like, instructional design for higher ed faculty. So it was a, a course about, you know, instructional design principles um, for people that, you know, were either current, um, you know, higher ed faculty or somebody that wants to transition to, to teaching in college and university. Um, so the learning objective uh, for this that I was gamifying was uh, I wanted the, the students to articulate the benefits and weaknesses of different learning management systems. So it, you think about anyone that teaches in higher ed now has to know how to use and work their way around a, a modern learning management system. So yeah. uh, you know, I wanted you know, them to know what you know, were some of the benefits and, and weaknesses. So that's kind of the, the goal, right? That they can do that. Um, so it, what the assignment that I had them do as a group 
uh, I gave him a hypothetical situation, so I put him in like a little role. But I, I think this um, situation is something that they really would encounter, you know, if they're a faculty member. So uh, I tell them that their group is uh, appointed uh, by the Teaching and Learning Center of the University to serve on a committee, right? We all, <laughs> we all have committee work and uh, their committee is charged with um, choosing the next learning management system for the university, right? So this is, you know, all the weights on your shoulder, right? Try to play it up. Um, and what they have to do is then conduct a thorough analysis of, you know, the modern learning management systems that are out there. And then uh, I asked them to analyze the learning management system through a couple different lenses, uh, including like best teaching practices. So um, understanding that a, a modern university, there's people that never teach online, so they only teach face-to-face. -face. They, they teach hybrid, uh, and you know there's probably a lot of fully online courses too. So it's kind of a big complex problem, but um, I'm trying to incorporate just some of these gamification principles, right? So, uh, you know, like they're, they're given different roles, uh, you know, role-playing, that sort of thing. So I, I think some people might not think that that's uh, like uh, gamified, you know, it's not like a video game, but, you know, I'm pulling in like different elements, um, you know, scenarios, uh, roles, that sort of thing uh, to kind of, you know, make it more authentic, uh, you know, to them. So uh, that, you know, just kind of one example. Uh, and then they have to produce report and share it to the, the rest of the class and everything like that. Super neat. And that, that just goes into what we were saying before that you can bring in small elements and it doesn't have to be, you know, intimidating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, let's talk about assessment. How do you design rubrics with gamification in mind? And, and do you even do that? Uh, so I think we're coming to the, you know, similar themes, um, like I alluded to before, but, uh, I, I can't stress enough that, you know, like a good solid course design is the heart of, you know, what I think is, is good gamification or, or good gamified online courses. Um, so again, really taking that time, uh, in that alignment or the initial design phase, um, I kind of think of it like a three-tiered cake, right? Like you got your, you know, learning objectives, your assessments, and then your teaching and learning activities. And, um, you know, if those pieces aren't in place, like the gamification, which is like the frosting, it's just going to fall flat, right? It's yeah. not going to be um, good. So if you don't have those underlying layers, it, it, it's not going to work. So <laughs> I, I hope I don't sound like a broken record, but... Um, you know, really just, again, taking some time because, you know, how many of us uh, have taught a course for, you know, a couple of years and the university gives us the learning objectives and, and we just kind of do it. And we never really take a step back and be like, wait, is this assessment really meeting, you know, what I'm supposed to be meeting and that sort of thing. So, um, you know, I, I would, again, just take some time to do that. Um, and if you have that set, then I think the rubrics are a lot easier to, to, to follow, right? And then you can really... Um, you focus on the student performance. So I gave that example um, uh, from the course I taught, the learning management system uh, project. And, you know, my, my rubric in that, uh, you know, didn't really focus at all in terms of like the roles or the scenario. It was, it was more on the data that they reported to me, right? Like the quality of the report, uh, how did they cite the research, you know, how, what was their process for evaluating the learning management system? So, you know, the assessment's still really tied to um, the original learning objectives and again those um, the different gamified elements didn't really come into play. One of the most important parts that I think you put in your 
article was you want to assess the learning outcomes, not how well the students played the game. So and uh, those gamification elements should really enhance their learning instead of take away from their learning. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, you know, frosting on a cake, right? If, you know, you got to have the, the pieces in first and then again, the frosting just enhances it or the gamification just enhances it a little bit. So have you noticed any advancement since, I mean, you wrote the article a few years ago and have you noticed any advancement in the use or development of gamification in post-secondary institutions since COVID? So uh, my answer is uh, kind of anecdotal, but I, I would say yes. Um, you know, we, we're all hopefully at the tail end of, of all of this. And I think it's kind of similar to like that journey, my journey that I talked about at the beginning, right? Um, you know, once the initial like shock <laughs> wore off of, oh my gosh, how do I do remote teaching? You know, how do I run my Zoom rooms? You know, that sort of thing. Like once we kind of hit like a semi new normal and, and people were used to the technology, um, I think a lot of people saw like, oh, you know, this really isn't all that engaging, right? You know, students are disconnected. They're maybe shutting off their uh, cameras and, you know, they're not speaking up. And so people sought out engagement opportunities, right? And ways to engage in, in this remote learning. Um, and then, you know, as faculty, we just want to give our students the best educational experience possible. So I think there's a lot yeah. of like intrinsic motivation in that. Um, so uh, again, anecdotally, you know, talking to, you know, a lot of the faculty on campus, um, you know, I heard things like, oh, uh, could it be as simple as like, they started uh, using Kahoot um, mm-hmm. you know, in their in their lectures, something like that, just to kind of um, spice it up. Um, it's maybe not gamified, but uh, another byproduct uh, that I saw was um, our, our team of instructional designers or, or learning designers, uh, they spent a lot of time with our faculty, uh, just helping them um, with their LMS course, we have a, a course template that um, not only makes it like more visually appealing, but it bakes in a lot of these core principles like course maps and, you know, standardized syllabus and learning objectives, but it's kind of all, it's like pre-baked in there. And, um, you know, we had, I think it might've been like close to a hundred faculty like reach out and they knew we had this, but, you know, kind of through the pandemic, they asked like, hey, can you copy that over into my course? Because they saw the value in it, right? Because every now everything was in the learning management system. They wanted it clear for their students. They wanted, you know, each week has, okay, you know, here's the weekly objectives. Here's the assignments. It was very, uh, you know, very much like what I'm sure um, you all do with your faculty. So um, again, that's not necessarily uh, gamified, but I I think it's a byproduct of uh, COVID and and more people teaching online where there's a greater, a sense of wanting to learn about instructional design and best practices and online teaching. So my last question is, where can instructors go to find resources on gamification? Uh, sure. So I'll, I'll certainly share a couple of those resources, uh, you know, with you and you can you know, share it with uh, your audience. Uh, a couple of things I didn't uh, touch on, um, but I, I think if someone's really interested in it, um, there's a couple pieces of research that I really like. So, um, uh, the self-determination theory, it's, it's not, you know, like necessarily gamification, but uh, if you're interested, I, I find that really valuable. Um, that's by uh, DC and Ryan or Ryan and DC. Um, mm-hmm. and, and really that talks about like intrinsic versus extrinsic motivations, which is kind of like the underlying part of gamification, right? Um, you know, extrinsic motivators are, you know, money or uh, fame or, or what have you. Intrinsic motivators are, you know, someone's internal uh, reasons for wanting to do something. And, and they really 
talk about, you know, how you kind of make that shift from uh, being extrinsically motivated because ultimately like that only gets you so far and, mm-hmm. and how do you pivot to, uh, you know, internal motivation. And so, um, I kind of use that a lot when I'm thinking about like course design and and stuff like that. Right. Like, yes, you do have students that are motivated by points. Like we all know that, but like, you know, how can we make it more, um, meaning for meaningful for the students? So yeah, the self-determination theory, um, if you just Google it, it's got tons of, you know, great stuff out there. Um, another, uh, you know, article or two that folks might want to look at is, um, meaningful gamification by, uh, Scott Nicholson. Um, it, this is similar to like the self-determination theory where, um, you know, Scott argues that, uh, we should be looking more at like those intrinsic motivators when gamifying things and, you know, not just, you know, putting up a leaderboard and calling it gamification because, uh, ultimately I think you might be doing more harm than good. Um, you know, that what's that old saying about if all I have is a hammer, everything's a nail, right. And yeah. sometimes people <laughs> just kind of get in this, this habit of, um, you know, like gamify, 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 and not really thinking of it. Um, and then lastly, uh, there's actually a, a pretty good Google group uh, that's um, pretty active. Uh, if Again, if you just go on Google groups, it's called the Gamification Research Network. Um, so they have, cool. confer- you know, they, they talk about like conferences and, and things like that. And you know, it's, it's fairly, you know, active. So I would, um, any of those, you know, kind of three areas, I know that's more researchy based, but, uh, you know, if you are interested, just, you know, read one or two of those articles and I think it'll, um, you know, be helpful. Um, is there places that people can go to find more about you? Uh, <laughs> no one wants to know more about me, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think I, you know, I, I certainly have a, a couple gamification articles on there. Um, you know, I'll give you my contact information and I'm more than happy to, uh, you know, talk to anybody, uh, you know, about, uh, gamification. So I'll give you my you know, email address. And, um, again, those, those resources, um, will, will be helpful. Um, when I was a doc student, we, um, we did have a website and I tried to pull it up and some of the links aren't working. So <laughs> I, I would have sent that to you. Uh, but, but no the, the materials I'll send you, uh, is, um, it's like an OER and it, it um, uh, I think that'll be helpful for people. It's like a, like 20 minute kind of, um, self-paced e-learning module. Um, that, you know, folks can use. And it, again, talks about, you know, a little bit of the research behind, you know, gamification um, and, and might get them started in it. So I'll, I'll send all that over to you, um, probably like just one big zip file. And, and again, it's OER, so you can use it however you want. Wow, that's super generous of you. Thank you so much for sharing your time and your thoughts with us today. Great. Thank you for having me. I really uh, appreciate talking. You've been listening to the TLC Asks podcast. TLC Asks is hosted by members of the Teaching and Learning Center at the University of the Fraser Valley in Abbotsford, British Columbia. Our producer is Katherine Kohler. Our theme music is by Les FM.